Hi everybody and welcome back to the Shift Talks podcast with your host today, Grace Parsons. In this episode, we're going to be talking to sustainable fashion blogger Leah Wise about this new term surrounding the gentrification of thrift stores, finding out whether this is something that we as the future of the fashion industry need to worry about. So let's get into the podcast. Hi Leah. Did you want to kind of tell us a bit about yourself first, how you got into sustainability and thoughtful style? Sure. Um, so I I was in high, or I was not in high school. I was in college starting in 2007, um, which was sort of like the beginning of the golden age of personal style blogs. Yeah. And so I started my own style blog, but it wasn't like ethical or sustainable in any way. Mm. Um, but I started working at a craft store after I graduated. Um, it was the recession. So my religious studies degree got me into a retail job. Um, and I um, was working at this craft store that was selling something that was called, like it was said it was artisan made. Mm. And I'm looking at this object and it cost like $2. And I was trying to figure out how something that was handmade could only cost $2. And yeah. at that point in time, like Tom's shoes had like, they had done a lot of like sort of social enterprise, um, like public awareness campaigns mm. and things like that. But I hadn't really thought about the fact that everything was produced by human hands for some reason. Like it, to be fair, it's so true. It's like you don't <laughs> actually sit and think about it. Right. And you think like if you watch any of those sort of like fun PBS, like public broadcasting shows, mm. uh, like candy making or something is fully automated. And so I was like, well, everything's fully automated, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I kind of, I got into ethics and sustainability through fashion and specifically through the like labor question. Mm. Um, and then the environmental sustainability piece sort of came with that because I realized how integrated that they were. Yeah. Um, and so I, ended up there. And then eventually I found my way, um, into thrift shop management. So I managed a thrift shop for five years in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, cool. and that was the sort of big awakening into the secondhand economy. I can imagine. Um, I also love that your blog kind of talks about social issues as well. Like I like that you don't just focus on one thing, which I kind of find so rare. I feel like, especially in the fashion industry, companies kind of focus on just one thing and kind of forget about every other issue that is in the fashion industry. So I really like that your blog does that as well. Um, I will leave a link for our readers to go over to your blog. Um, so do you think that there is a misconception surrounding the gentrification of thrift stores? Like, is this something that we need to worry about? Um, kind of what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a complicated issue. I think mm. first of all, it can't be completely universalized because the thrift shop economy is not really one economy, it's economies, and many of yeah. them are really localized. Mm. So depending on where you live, you could have access to so much saleable clothing that, that this question of like whether some of it's going to people who don't need it is really an irrelevant question. Mm. I think when people talk about gentrification of thrift shops, they're not really they might be claiming that they're concerned about a lack of supply, but the real issue seems to be the fact that thrift shops are raising prices, which I do think is a concern. Um, the problem is that if you look at charity shops historically, like, and we don't call them charity shops that often in the U.S., but yeah. I think that's like an apt term because even in the U.S., like they're, most of them were founded as secondary income makers for a different 
charity. Mm. So the money that is raised through a thrift shop is intended to support some kind of initiative. And so I think it's difficult because in that sort of frame, it means the thrift shop itself is not a mission. The thrift shop is supplementary to a mission. And so you can understand why a thrift shop that is affiliated with say like a local like children's organization or something, they're going to raise prices with demand because if they raise prices, they'll make more money for their charity. Mm. And so in that, like, because of this sort of format of a thrift shop that is aligned directly with a nonprofit organization, the word gentrification actually just is the wrong term to use. I feel like the term gentrification is thrown around a lot, especially on platforms like TikTok and places where people kind of go for that information. But I feel like the word is kind of being misused in that sense. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that, because I do, I think, I mean, I haven't really thought to associate gentrification with thrift stores in the past. It's only been through platforms like TikTok that I've become aware of that. So yeah, I kind of, I totally see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I mean, and it's not to say that there aren't real consequences as a mm. result of the sort of the thrift shop using the free market economy. I mean, mm. there, the, there is an ethical question of like, in the thrift shop that I managed, part of our mission that I wanted to pivot to was the thrift shop itself offers a resource and that is low priced mm. goods. Yeah. So, so it, I think that it would be a good idea for more thrift shops to understand the way the physical space is itself um, like a community access point Mm -hmm. and that that can be a part of their moral vision, but it would take getting boards of non of these nonprofits to really be able to rearticulate what their goals are in the first place. I wanted to ask as well, have you got any particular strong feelings about Depop resellers and just resellers in general kind of, buying things out from thrift stores and kind of hiking up the prices? Like, do you think there's an issue with that? Or do you feel like that is becoming a problem? I guess it's, I think it's circumstantial in terms of who the seller is and what their goals are. Um, As a thrift shopper, for sure, I'm annoyed if something is like a thrift shop is picked over and I can't find like the deals and like the bargains that I'm looking for, or that I like, you know, people who are thrift shopping in person are doing so because they prefer the in-person experience. And so I think there are circumstances in which it's not, it's sort of taking away from the, like the intrigue of what traditional thrift shopping is, which is like, let me, let me see if I can discover a treasure here. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you do have that component, but like at the thrift shop that I managed, there were a few resellers who were local resellers Mm -hmm. and they didn't buy in huge bulk and in most cases, they were low income um, or middle middle income single mothers. There was one person who actually had to supplement her income because she was part of a um, awful work related discrimination situation in yeah. which she could no longer be employed at her job, and so she was supplementing by reselling. So, if we're going to worry about gentrification, I think this is the other side of the coin that some people are using the thrift shop to make income they couldn't otherwise make because they need things, like they need to support their families. So I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with the resale market. And also if I were like a 16 year old, like who was really doing a good job on Depop, like that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that some of the concerns are, are valid in terms of don't 
don't like shop the place dry and just to turn a profit. Um, I think that this is just generally a problem again with the free market. I feel like there's always two sides to every story and people have different reasons for doing these kinds of things. So it definitely does make sense. Um, I also wanted to find out, because obviously you managed a thrift store, what are kind of the ins and outs of how it works? So what happens when things don't get sold? Where do they go? Do they go to landfill? So different thrift shop systems work differently. And um, the national chains like Goodwill, they tend to be much more oriented into like having the scrap market they, mm. so that they can sell or, or give um, unusable textiles, especially to a scrap market that will bail it normally and like sell it internationally. At my very like hyper local shop, the vast majority of what we couldn't sell to an organization that supported, they were called vets. So they were run through like veterans affairs, but they supported a number of different local and regional initiatives. And in some cases, they might actually, they had their own thrift store in like the nearby town. So in some cases, they were also reselling. But in other cases, they would have been doing like textiles recycling and that sort of thing. Um, There were also like in the case of appliances, there were organizations where um, as part of people uh, doing sort of physical therapy from military related injuries would actually like work on repairing appliances as part of that like mobility so there were all of these sort of like different ways that these items could be used um Mm -hmm. the thing as a manager of a store is knowing for sure what's happening in the supply chain after it's left the store yeah um and and i I did know of another local thrift shop that would just throw out all their stuff in the dumpster and then people would go like in the middle a little bit night and like pull it all out and like take it home with them so (laughs) at least it goes to a good home I suppose once it's been in the dumpster but it kind of defeats the object yeah I mean it's difficult because and then there's all the stuff of course that like there's a certain number of things that just are not going to be able to be repurposed because they're made out of some sort of like grungy polyester that's that doesn't really have a value in any of the sort of recycling textile use and can't, can't not be sold so there's always going to be waste involved. Yeah, for sure. I, I keep seeing all these like resin kind of art going around that are ending up in thrift stores. And it's just like, it's so it's such an unsustainable fabric material. It's just a bit concerning. It's like, where is this resin, these resin things going to go? Um, right. But I guess that's something we have to think about in the future, in the long run, especially with all these small businesses, all seems to be making resin items. It's like, is this good in the long run? I also wanted to kind of touch on, I saw again on TikTok, somebody posted that they found like a House of Sunny dupe in a thrift store already. Um, And do you kind of think that fashion is just going so fast that it's kind of never gonna be sustainable? Like the fact that something from House of Sunny is already in the thrift stores, it's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, that's the reality behind the whole thing, right? Like, and this was the thing we had to acknowledge at the shop is the reality is the supply is already so great that we don't need to be producing anything new, Mm. like for hundreds of years. (laughs) I mean, like, like there's so, there's so much to go around. And so one, I think probably the most damaging thing about the increased interest in secondhand is that in some ways it legitimizes the 
purchase of new goods because people just assume if like it, I can donate it. Yeah. There's, there's a comfort level with thrift stores. Like it used to be much more stigmatized, but now it's just like, I can, I can go do my haul and then whatever I don't want, I'll just give to the thrift store and someone will use it. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. And especially when you're considering fast fashion, which is often made so poorly that even after one wear, it's really no longer wearable. Yeah, um, so, so, so it is, I mean, the, but then like the thing that we confronted at the thrift shop was on the other hand, you're much more likely to sell something if it's current. Mm. Um, I mean, unless it's like very cool, like gunny sacks, vintage or something, you have a situation where like people don't want to buy the 1990s. I mean, Gen Z does, but our clientele, (laughs) our clients didn't want to buy the 1990s cotton t-shirt that was like slightly weirdly shaped. They Mm. wanted to buy something that was more contemporary. So we made more money on basically people who buying stuff at the Chico's and then sell like giving it to us within a few weeks of purchasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's this issue where the entire, like the, the, even though the second hand separate in many ways from the new like virgin clothing economy, mm-hmm. they are feeding into each other in terms of like legitimizing one another. And I think it requires not only a slow down shift, but a, a massive consumer mindset shift. Mm. in terms of our own speed of consumption yeah the cycle is just going so fast it's just so hard to keep up like every week there's something new and it's just like how can I keep up with all of this without you know damaging the environment further than it's already damaged so what do you see kind of like for the future of thrift stores kind of where are they going I mean I think so my vision for the local thrift store is I, I once watched this video where um, somebody had taken over like a food kitchen for the homeless and they mm. had decided to do like white tablecloth table service. So they were doing something that was completely free for the clientele, but they made it look really like upscale and created like a special space. Mm. I would love for thrift shops to adopt the like great merchandising skills of a store like a boutique store, but keep their prices low and really advertise themselves as an accessible community space that is more than just helping some other charity or a way to make some quick money. Um, I think that there's a way in which the thrift shop really could be like a really democratizing place where everybody can go. You have to be mindful about that. And then in terms of just like online secondhand sites, I think it's good that people are able to match what they have with a specific buyer who wants Mm. it because that is a way of reducing waste in some cases. It's much nicer to be able to go on like Poshmark or ThreadUp or something and like type in what I want in the size I want it in and find it than to like go to 16 thrift shops and then never find a thing I want. So I think there's something actually that's good about just like the specificity of it. but people being like, well, you know, again, like, oh, if I can buy this and doesn't work out, I'll just resell it. I think that that does feed into fast fashion in a way that is not really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to wrap up, do you kind of have any kind of tips for people with the thrifting sphere? How can people just take it forward without it being a damaging thing? I think it kind of depends how you approach it. If you're somebody who, like what I've been trying to do, especially because 
throughout the pandemic, I couldn't really go into physical stores a lot. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to thrift shop as much, but what I decided to do was say, if I'm making a purchase of a new item, I'm going to make the purchase that's going to last. And that if it doesn't last, it will at least be able to be resold in the resale market. So mm. one thing is just making sure you're buying a quality item in the first place that can be recirculated in an appropriate and like responsible way. In terms of thrifting, I think that it's very tempting to think that there's no such thing as overconsumption when it's a secondhand product. Mm. And there's no such thing as like, we're not going to have like a shortage of secondhand goods anytime soon. But I do think that there's like a psychological reality that we should still be consuming at a slower pace, even as secondhand consumer, just because it helps us sort of stabilize what the expectation should be in terms of our own consumption, mm. which means that ideally we'll be working towards like drastically lowering all forms of consumption. The other thing I have said before, and I said in my post is if you're worried about gentrification or prices going up or um, lack of accessibility at your local shops, it is worth like asking somebody if you can come to a board meeting, if it's a nonprofit in the U S anyway, they require to have a nonprofit board. Mm. Um, and so it's worth it to like look into their, um, financial reports and to get to know the volunteers and sort of understand what their goals are and like be a part of the community. Like they're not a, like in, in many cases, thrift shops are not like a nameless, faceless corporation. And so you have the advantage of actually having a relationship with the people who are running it. And mm. I think that that helps you become more informed. For sure. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything you kind of wanted to shout out? I'll be linking your blog in with the post anyway. Um, but any other things you wanted to me to link um, just for more information for people or any of your platforms? Yeah, I think just linking my blog is good. I have other like thrifting um, tips and things. I think it's under the thrifting tag. So okay. you could also just see what would work for you. Great. Thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely speaking to you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.